Hare Krishna and we are back with Raja Vidya, the king of knowledge by his divine grace Srila AC Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. In the last episode we stopped at the very important point. The topic was that Krishna is not personally present before us just like he was before Arjuna to tell him what exactly to do. So we should not assume that there is no direction. Indeed, there is direction. In the last chapter of Bhagavad Gita, the proper work which we are to perform is given. Yaidam paramam guhyam madbhakte shvabhidhasyati bhaktim mai param kritva mam evaishyatya samshayah nachatasman manushyeshu kaschin me priyakrittamah Bhavitaname Nachametasmat Anyahpriyatarobuvi. For one who explains the supreme secret to the devotees, devotional service is guaranteed, and at the end he will come back to me. There is no servant in this world more dear to me than he nor will there ever be one more dear." Unquote, Bhagavad Gita 18.68 and 69. It is therefore incumbent upon us to preach the method of Bhagavad Gita and make people Krishna conscious. People are actually suffering for want of Krishna consciousness. We should all engage in spreading the science of Krishna for the benefit of the whole world Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came with this mission of teaching, teaching Krishna consciousness, and he said that regardless of one's position, if he teaches Krishna consciousness, he is to be considered a spiritual master. Both Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam are filled with information on how to become Krishna conscious. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu selected these two books and requested that people in all corners of the world spread the science of Krishna in every town and village. These two books are supposed to be preached widely. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Krishna himself, and we should take this to be Krishna's indication of our proper work. But we should be careful to present Bhagavad Gita as it is, without personal interpretation or motivation. Some people present interpretations of Bhagavad Gita, but we should present the words as they are spoken by Sri Krishna. Right? I remember um, Bhaktivedya Purnamaraj was joking how um, some people present Bhagavad Gita not as it is, because Srila Prabhupada's edition is called Bhagavad Gita as it is, but some people present as they wish it was. <laughs> One who works for Krishna may appear to be working like anyone else in the material world, but that is not the case. See, externally we may be in our own positions, wherever we are, but it's only externally. Arjuna may have fought just like an ordinary military man, but because he fought in Krishna consciousness, he was free from the entanglement of his activities. In this way, his work, although appearing material, was not material at all. 
any action sanctioned by Krishna, regardless of what it may be, has no reaction. Fighting may not be a very nice thing, but sometimes, as in the case of the battle of Kurukshetra, it was an absolute necessity. On the other hand, we may perform work which may be very altruistic or humanitarian in the opinion of the world and yet be bound to material activity. So it is not the action itself which is important, but the consciousness in which the action is carried out. Karma no hyapi bodhavyam, bodhavyam chavi karmanach, a karma nascha bodhavyam, gahana karma no gati. Quote, the intricacies of action are very hard to understand, therefore one should know properly what action is, what forbidden action is, and what inaction is. Unquote, Bhagavad Gita 14.17. Oh, excuse me, 4.17. The path of karma is very intricate. Therefore, we should understand the distinctions between karma, akarma, and vikarma. If we simply engage in Krishna consciousness, everything becomes clear. Sometimes we just read these sentences and just, you know, keep reading, but just, just read this. If we simply engage in Krishna consciousness, everything becomes clear. And you know, like knowing that Srila Prabhupada, like who he was, you know, this is not just some exaggeration that he made up so that you would, you know, buy his books and you know, this is this is real, real stuff. Okay, <laughs> this is absolute truth. This is Krishna consciousness, God consciousness, like focusing on the Supreme Lord Krishna. This is just. Okay, I'm stopping. <laughs> Otherwise, we will have to make distinctions between what we should do and what we should not do in order not to become entangled. In the ordinary course of life, we unknowingly break some law and have to suffer the consequences. Hence, why do bad things happen to good people, huh? I mean, it happens to me, that's why. Similarly, okay, why am I so talkative? Okay, Hare Krishna. Similarly, the laws of nature are very strict and stringent, and they accept no excuse. It is a law of nature that fire burns, and even if a child touches it, he will be burned despite his ignorance and innocence. Thus, we have to choose our course of action very carefully, lest the stringent laws of nature react to bind us to suffering. It is therefore necessary to understand what work to do and what work to avoid. The word karma refers to prescribed duties. The word vikarma refers to activities which are against one's prescribed duties. Right? So actually the world got it wrong, right? There is this thing like like the law of karma, like everyone knows about the law of karma, but nobody knows that when you break the law of karma, which is prescribed duties, you actually perform v karma, and that's the bad reactions. Not that the karma is the bad reaction, the v karma. <laughs> okay. And the word akama, akarma, 
The word akarma refers to activities which have no reactions at all. In the execution of akarmic activities there may appear to be some reactions, but in actuality they are not. When we work under the directions of Krishna, this is actually the case. There are no reactions. If we take it upon ourselves to kill someone, we are subject to capital punishment by the state government. Our actions are then called vikarma, for they are against prescribed actions. If, however, the government drafts us into the army and we engage in a battle and kill someone, we do not suffer the reactions, and this is called akarma. In the one case we are acting according to our own whims, and in the other we are acting under the direction of the government. Similarly, when we act under the direction of Krishna, our actions performed are called akarma. For that kind of activity has no reaction. So that's akarma. Karmanya karma yah pashed, akarmani chakarma yah. Sabudhiman manusheshu, sa yuktah krits na karma krit. One who sees inaction in action, and action in inaction, is intelligent among men, and he is in the transcendental position, although engaged in all sorts of activities. Unquote Bhagavad Gita.18. One who can actually see that despite activities there are no karmic reactions, who understands the nature of akarma, actually sees things as they are. The word akarmani refers to one who is trying to avoid the reactions of karma. By dovetailing his activities in Krishna consciousness, although one may perform all kinds of activities, he is free. On the battlefield of Kurukshetra, Arjuna engaged in fighting, and those on the side of Duryodhana also engaged in fighting. We must understand how it is that Arjuna is free from reaction, whereas Duryodhana is not. Externally, we can see that both parties are engaged in fighting, but we should understand that Arjuna is not bound by reactions because he is fighting under the order of Krishna. Thus, when we see someone working in Krishna consciousness, we should understand that his work does not carry any reaction. One who can see such work and understand it is to be considered very intelligent. Sa buddhiman. The technique is not so much in seeing what a person is doing, but in understanding why he is doing it. Actually, Arjuna was engaged in very unpleasant activity on the battlefield. But because he was in Krishna consciousness, he suffered no reaction. We may be performing some action which we may consider to be very good. But if we do not perform it in Krishna consciousness, we have to suffer the reactions. From the material point of view, Arjuna's initial decision not to fight was a good one. But from the spiritual point of view, it was not. When we do pious work, we get certain results. We may take a birth in a very good family, 
in the family of a brahmana or a wealthy man. We may become very rich or very learned, or we may become very beautiful. On the other hand, if we do impious work, we may have to take birth in a low-class family or animal family or become illiterate or foolish or very ugly. Although we engage in very pious work and take a good birth, we will still be subject to the stringent laws of action and reaction. Our principal aim should be to escape the laws of this material world. If we do not understand this, we will become attracted by aristocratic families, wealth or a good education or a beautiful body. We should come to understand that despite having all these facilities for material life, we are not free from birth, death, old age and disease. To caution us of this, Sri Krishna warns in Bhagavad Gita, Abrahma Bhuva na loka punara varti norjuna, mamupetya tu kantiya punarjan manavitiate. Quote From the highest planet in the material world down to the lowest, all are places of misery wherein repeated birth and death take place. Unquote Bhagavad Gita 18.16. Even on Brahmaloka, the highest planet in the material universe, repetition of birth and death are also present. We have to go to Krishna's planet in order to be free from this. It may be very nice to be a rich man or a beautiful man, but how long shall we remain such? That is not our permanent life. We may remain learned, rich and beautiful for 50, 60, or at most a hundred years. But real life is not for 50 or a hundred years, nor a thousand years, not even a million years. We are eternal and we have to attain our eternal life. That we have not attained it is our whole problem. That problem can be solved when we are Krishna conscious. Jai, we're going to stop here for today. Oh, and we're going to complete the book tomorrow. So, thank you so much for tuning in today. And uh, the link to this beautiful book is in the description, as always. So, stay tuned and we shall see you next time. Hare Krishna!